Heavenly Father, this night, we do remember that night that a baby was born. That baby was different from babies, all babies that had come before and all babies that would come after. It was your Son, uh, our Savior, uh, but God, uh, God incarnate, uh, God as flesh, God as, as a baby, yet also God with us. I pray that we would, uh, we would know God and we would know Jesus, that He is with us. He is here. He is here in our valleys. He is here on our peaks. And I pray these, your people, would know that and that he would live in our hearts. In his name, your son, the child. Amen. We read the Christmas story, but uh, very briefly, I just want to share a couple thoughts and, uh, and reread a few verses. So um, just uh, listen to me um, very quickly. This is Luke 2 again, and I'm going to read verses 8 through 20. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were afraid. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. I'm going to ask the question that I asked our our children earlier. What does Christmas mean to you? And... There, there are a lot of responses, multitude of responses. But, you know, the best visual image that I've ever seen uh, and done is this, that, uh, that Christmas means first there was darkness. So if we can turn off all the lights and let's, let's just black it out for a moment. So there was darkness in the world. There was a dark world. And then light came. You know, if you get nothing out of tonight, I hope you'll get just right now that in a dark world, light has come. And this darkness will never overtake this light. And then out of this light of Christ comes joy, peace, hope, love. That is Christmas, light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness will not overtake it. We can bring up the lights a little bit. Thank you, Byron. But here's the thing for many of us, many of us, is that we don't see the light. Light's in the world. We hear it. We go to church. We hear it preached. But we don't see it in our lives. We don't see Christ with all of our our challenges and the ups and downs and maybe trauma 
maybe problems. And, and we're like, I don't see Jesus. I don't see Christ. I don't see this light that you're talking about. Or you can talk about hearing God, listening for God. And you can say, I don't hear God in my life. In all the noise and all the commotion from kids to work to a boss to trying to climb the ladder to a spouse that nags. You know, what, I don't hear God speaking to me. And I don't see Jesus. And we feel like we're surrounded by darkness. Those of y'all who know me know how much I love movies. And I love Christmas movies. Probably at some point tonight I'm going to put in It's a Wonderful Life and watch George Bailey run down wherever it is he runs down. And, you know, wish everybody a Merry Christmas. I also love the theater. And, you know, there's a movie coming out that's based on the play Les Mis. I don't know if I'll see the movie, but the play is, is spectacular. And there's a song, and it, the words of the song spoke to me as I was thinking about this message. It's a famous song. Many of you know it. I hope many of you have never thought this. But the song ends with, Life has killed the dream I dream. So again, Life has killed the dream I dream. All of us dream. All of us, when we're young, dream. We have, we have Christmas dreams, Christmas wishes about, you know, whether we're a child, the parents around the table, or the family around the table, or, you know, a Norman Rockwell vision of Christmas. And then life comes in. And sometimes life kills the dream we dream. But I want to say to you tonight that I hope that hasn't happened, but I've been pastoring long enough to know that, that it does, and it probably is. I want you to know that light is in our world. The darkness has not overcome it. And I want you to know that God is speaking to you out of that light. God is speaking to you. Are you listening? I mean, are you really listening? Because I know when we're not listening, we don't know that we're not listening. You know what I'm saying? Let me say that again. If we're not listening, we may think we are listening, but we, we really don't have a clue. For example, my wife will tell me, here's what I need you to do today. She said, you got that? Sure, sure, I got it. Then what did I say? I was like, I don't know. You've got to say it again. That's what I'm talking about. When we're not listening, we don't know that we're not listening, but we can find out. God is speaking to you. Are you listening? I believe this passage has a lot to tell us about hearing God, seeing the light in the darkness, hearing the voice of God in the middle of our, our lives. And what it says to me, and I hope what it will say to you, is it asks us some questions. The question would be, who are you listening to? What are you listening for? And how are you listening? Very simple. Who are you listening to? What are you listening for? And how you're listening. First, who are you listening to? This passage, the angels came to the shepherds. The shepherds were blessed. Nothing like this has ever happened before or since. The angels came in Acts, but the multitude of the heavenly host praising God. The shepherds witnessed that glimpse of heaven. And then everybody else gets the shepherds. Did you ever think about that? Shepherds get the angels, and then everybody else gets the shepherds. Shepherds got the angels. We get shepherds. I mean, when I say shepherds, I mean regular Ordinary, broken men and women telling us about Jesus. So my question is, are you listening to the shepherds in your life? Are you listening to them? Who are the shepherds? First, it's family. It's friends. They may be saying, hey, come to church. They may be saying, hey, come to group. They may be saying, hey, I want us to grow in a relationship with Christ. They may be saying, 
hey, I love you. They may not even put Christ in there and say, hey, I love you. Are you listening to the shepherds in your life? Because it's easy to say, look at them. Look at my husband. He's a fraud. Or, or look at my wife. What does she know? Or look at that friend. What is it? Look what he did. He did that and that and that. He cheated that guy. He cheated on his wife. Not listening to him. The messengers are always flawed. The message never is. The messenger is always flawed. Preacher, pastor, I know what he did. I know how he is. I ain't listening to him. You don't have to listen to me. Listen to the message. The message is not flawed. Who are you listening to? Are you listening to your failures? We want to think and listen to success, but do we listen to failures? All of us have probably experienced some type of failure this past year. Are we listening to it? Are we listening to what is God saying through this failure? Are we listening to it? Sometimes we learn the most through our failures. Going back to the spouse again, my wife. She say, Johnny, man, I mean, she'll be like, you stink at this, point blank. I'm like, no, I don't. And she'll say it over and over again, and I have to think, get it through my thick skull. Yeah, maybe I stink at that. I mean, I fail at that. And I need to change. We need to listen to our failures. Do you listen to the Bible? Why don't I bring the Bible into that? The Bible's not a shepherd. Shepherds got the angels. We get the Bible. What I mean is, a lot of us, we just imagine, we think, let's open the Bible and like rays come out of it and like hallelujah courses come out and it's just the revelation of God. And that just doesn't always happen. I mean, it's a great book. It's the book of books. It is spirit-filled and written by the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit used very broken human beings to write it. And it can be challenging to, to learn and to understand. So we're talking about New Year's resolutions. I would love for you to make a New Year's resolutions to say, hey, I want to learn God's Word. Because it takes time in God's Word. It takes time talking to other people, not just preacher pastors, but friends. Like, what, is, what does this passage mean? What does this verse mean? How can this verse speak to me? Rays just don't automatically come out of it. Hallelujah, of course, don't just go off in the background. But it's God's Word. God's Word given to us. Spirit breathed, written by broken human beings like David, like Paul. It's God's Word. You need to pour over it. Who are you listening to? Are you listening to your shepherds? Are you listening to your failures? Are you listening to God's Word spoken out of the Bible? What are you listening for? What are you listening for? When I say, what do you, you listen to God speaking to you. And a lot of us would think, yeah, I want him to say, if you, if you work hard and do the right things, I'm going to give you a comfortable and peaceful life. And that's not the gospel. That's not the message we should be listening to. The angel said here, do not be afraid. I bring you good news, great joy, all people, a Savior, Christ the Lord. But then they say, and they say, glory to God in the highest, peace among those whom he favors. Peace. And say this again, peace. Say it again, peace. Like, what do you mean by peace? Here's what I mean. What are you listening for? There, there was brokenness. What is the gospel? What is, what is kind of the, the invitation? What, what is this all about? Like, there was brokenness between us, human beings, earth, and God in heaven. 
And then he sent Jesus. And there's peace. What do you mean by peace? It means that we've been at war with God. Some of you are at war with God tonight. What do I mean by that? You want to control your life. You're like, I know best. Or we might even say, man, God really messed it up on that one. You know, I could have done a lot better than God on that one. We still want to hold on to the wheel, the driver's wheel of our lives. We say, I got it. We want to be God. And so there's conflict between us and God. And the peace they're talking about here is that Jesus has done what we couldn't do. Jesus has done what none of us could do. Jesus has done... The more we work, the more harder we try, it's going to fail. Jesus came, and there's peace. So tonight, I I know some of you, and, and I've been right in this camp. We want to hold on to the wheel. We want to drive our car. We want to live our life. We want to be God. We want God's job. Let go. That's the invitation. Let go. Jesus has come. He brings peace. Let go. As simple as I can put it. Let go of the wheel. God loves you. We're broken. He sent Jesus. He's going to cover you. Listen to that. And then last, how are you listening? How are you listening? The shepherds went and they proclaimed. And we get shepherds. Verse 18 and 19, it says, All who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured these words and pondered them. In her heart. How are you listening? We come tonight. It can be. I hope it is. It's a wonderful experience. From the kids. To worship. To the word. To communion. To candlelight. And we can go back. Man. Great service. You can come Sunday to Sunday. This church. Or any church. Or whatever church you go. Man. Great service. I'm amazed. Blown away. Blah, blah. And then just check out. Or you know. You can come Christmas. Mother's Day and Easter. Or you can choose one of the three. Man, great service. I kind of feel closer to God. And then check out. There are two types of people right here. Those who are amazed. And then Mary. I want you to catch that. I mean, we, we look. We hope you're amazed. We hope you're amazed every church you go to, every service. But Mary treasured and pondered. The Greek words for that, the, the original meaning, treasure literally means to, to memorize. Pondered means to to think about and talk about after. So how are you listening? Yes, we want you to come to church, but, you know, at best, church can be one-fourteenth of your Christian life. You know, half a day, seven days a week, for those of y'all who didn't catch that. Do you treasure God's Word? Do you ponder it? Do you ponder what God is saying to you? Are you listening deeply? And you're not just amazed and then go back. Who are you listening to? Shepherds are speaking into your life tonight. Are you listening to them? What are you listening for? Just how to have a better life? Or that Jesus brought you peace and you're free? And how are you listening? Are you saying, man, I want to I treasure the words of God. I want to ponder them. And then last, I love this verse. The shepherds return glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This night for the shepherds began in silence. It ended in singing. Some of us can live our lives and we say, it's, it's just silent. God is not speaking. 
How can you move from silence to singing? Yeah, and who are you listening to? What are you listening for? How do you listen? And then are you going to be a shepherd? When you start really listening and you hear God, and you will, I, I promise you, you will. I promise you, you will. Will you be a shepherd to somebody else? No, I'm serious. Will you be a shepherd? Will you go and praise God and proclaim and speak into other people's lives? Will you be a shepherd tonight? Will you be a shepherd at Christmas? And some of you are saying, no, I could never be a shepherd. Some of you are saying, hey, I could never sing. And I certainly can't sing tonight. Because there's an empty chair where a loved one used to sit. A mother, a father, God forbid a child, a spouse. There's an empty chair and I can't sing Let me say this. Please listen to me. Please listen to me. Yeah, there are empty chairs in all of our lives. All of us have people that are not here for Christmas. But when they are with Jesus, when they are with Jesus, they're they're simply on the other side of the shore. And they're having Christmas there. And one day, we will cross over to be with Him. And one day, we will all be together and we'll be worshiping and spending Christmas together. They're only on the other side of the shore. Know that. You can sing because that's where they are. And you can sing because you'll be with them. Some of you say you can't sing because the card life has dealt you. The hand life has dealt you. Some of you say I can't sing because look at, look at my life. Divorced or broken or addict or suffering or, you know, pick your poison. Pick your character out of the Bible. Look who God used. Mary, unwed, teenager, impoverished. Joseph, look who he used. David, adulterer. Look who he used. Paul, he killed Christians. The message of Christmas is that God can use anyone. Any of us can be a shepherd. Any of us should sing for that. That God can do great things. God can raise you up. Will you sing? We have every right to sing. We have every right to sing because the message of Christmas, I tried to show it, but it's God with us. God has come to us as a baby. God took on flesh. God said, what they can't do, Jesus has done. God with us. God with you. For that, we can sing. We can rejoice. Our worship team is going to come up and they're going to start and they're going to play Oh, little town of Bethlehem. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. You know, I love the words to songs. I love the words to Christmas songs. Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. I say those words not to say them. I've always been confused. The hopes... And fears of all the years are met there. The hopes and fears. I believe what it means is that our hope is there, but we can put our fears there. We can put our fears there and we can sing. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of being a shepherd? Are you afraid of listening to the shepherd? Are you afraid of listening to God's word? Don't be afraid. 
That's what the angels told Joseph and Mary, what the angels told the shepherds. Rejoice. God is with us. As Ben sings and begins to lead us, we are going to take communion. I would ask those who are helping to come on up. I invite every one of you to the Lord's table. And invite every one of you to cast your fears tonight. And ask every one of you in the music or in the sacrament, or as we light the candles, to listen to God. And ask every one of you to, perhaps this Christmas, say, I'm going to listen to that shepherd. Maybe he's my husband. Maybe he's my wife. Maybe he's my child. Maybe he's a friend. But I'm going to begin listening. And ask all of you, if you're already listening and hearing, be a shepherd tonight. And praise God. And go and tell.